Hey, what's going on, everybody? Like, thank you all for tuning into the show. As always, I got my crew with me, Darnell and Tyler. I'm Trey, and we're coming your way with the 89th edition of the Don't Kill the Messengers podcast. First thing we're about to get into for this week is some UFC. Uh, we got a very nice uh, UFC pay-per-view card uh, coming up this Saturday uh, for UFC 217. Um, just about to get right into it, uh, getting right into some of these nice fights on this card. Uh, before we get into it, just uh, Darnell, overall, man, just what do you think about this uh, fight card setup? Uh, it's one of the best in a long time. You got, uh, I mean, the pay-per-view card is just stacked. You got power from pretty much top to bottom. You got uh, one of the best to ever do it in a title fight in GSP. You got uh, a nice little rivalry fight with Dillashaw and Garbrandt. Uh, you got JJ, who's the star of the ladies' uh, divisions, I guess you, you should say right now. Uh, and then I, th I think you have what's going to be a nice technical scrap between uh, Welterweights and Thompson and Masvidal. And you still have some names coming down the car with Johnny Hendricks. You got uh, the car, oh, uh, Mickey Gall, who, who made uh, his name beating up CM Punk. Yeah. Uh, so, you know, a lot of, a lot of name value on this car, but uh, some actually – fights that people be very interested in watching yeah just uh you brought up cm punk i was just uh reading an article this week uh saying that he possibly uh might want to get back in the octagon real soon so <sighs> be interesting he must be running must be running low on cash <laughs> <laughs> hey so maybe we get uh Oh, Chick Magnet versus Mickey Gall, too, or something, man. We'll see. <laughs> right. All right. Uh, just to, uh, all right, let's just start this off. Uh, we got Steven Thompson versus Jorge Masvidal. Uh, just thoughts on this matchup, man. Uh, like I said, it's going to be a nice, uh, nice fight. Uh, Masvidal's, I mean, he's, he's game to stand and throw punches. Uh, you're not going to see the flash that you will get. Uh, from him, you won't see flash from him like you'll get out of Stephen Thompson. Uh, but both are going to be other outs. So I mean, it's, it's going to be a fun fight. I don't think you're going to see a ton of wrestling here, though. Masvidal can wrestle if need be, but both of these guys are primarily going to stand and strike. Uh, uh, Thompson, we haven't seen him since. Uh, uh, the second fight with Whitley where he lost on a majority decision uh, and, you know, wasn't fight as, as the first fight. So uh, we'll comes back from that. And uh, Masvidal has been on a mini tear himself, you know, going through people up until uh, he met up with Damian Maya. Uh, lost a split decision there, so a close fight. But, you know, before that, he had, he had TKO'd. Now Cerrone got a TK Ellenberger uh, and looking in tip top shape and you know to lose via split decision who amazing in his own right but you can't take too much off of him this this should be a fun fight both of these guys are looking to get back on the on the winning track yeah 
Uh, you basically just covered everything, man. This is just going to be a nice little um, stand-up chess match uh, between Wonder Boy and uh, Masvidal. Uh, just with uh, Stephen Thompson's style, uh, I still believe, you know, nobody has really, uh, you know, cracked the Da Vinci Code for his style yet. I know uh, Woodley um, was able to get those, uh, well, get the draw and then a win over him. But uh, just nobody has really uh, found out a way to just truly, you know, uh, dominate uh, Thompson with his style uh, yet. And then just Jorge, uh, just whenever that guy's standing up, um, big things can happen in that ring with him. So it's just going to be a nice little chess match to see uh, between these two with their stand-up game, uh, just to be able, just to see who will be able to uh, get the W. Um, it's going to be a good one to see. Uh, who do you have in this one? Oh, it's hard to call. Uh, I'm I'm leaning actually towards Masvidal because I think mm-hmm. he, his way of fighting kind of he's going to stay in Thompson's face, yeah, and, and not allow him to keep that range to throw those kicks. He's going to force him to box, yeah. And I, I think that's probably the best way to go after Thompson if you. If you can stay inside of the range of those kicks and force him to, I guess, make him one dimensional, make him box. Yeah. The uh, way to do it. So I, I guess I'm a, I'm a, no. That's, there. Yeah, that's a good pick you, uh, picked there, man. Just because, you know, looking at the, uh, Woodley, um, the fights with Thompson had with Woodley, uh, whenever, uh, Woodley decided to go in, um, he, you know, Willie just has that same power too, but, uh, he dropped, uh, Thompson, uh, a couple of times, um, in their previous fights. Uh, so his, his chin has been tested a little bit. So that, yeah, that'll just be interesting, uh, you know, to see if Masvidal comes in there with that game plan. But I, I'm going to roll with Thompson on this one though, man. Uh, just Thompson, uh, he, uh, hasn't had a, uh, win in his last two fights. Just think that he's a uh, pound for pound, uh, one of the top guys in the uh, UFC. Um, of course, he's being outshined right now uh, by Woodley since he has a champ. Uh, but he put up uh, two uh, reasonable fights up against uh, the champion Woodley. So I just think, man, he's about to turn it around a little bit. Uh, had to draw in the L. So it's, it's time for him to get that uh, win back on his column. So I'm, I'm going to I'm gonna roll with Thompson. Uh, you think a knockout or you think this goes the, uh, distance or what? I mean, get a knockout in this, but, uh, I'm thinking these guys are going to respect each other's striking prowess. So either of them gets a KO in, though, like I said, I'm not, I'm not going to stop, but, uh, I'm thinking this one might actually go to a decision, but it'll be a good fight. Yeah. Uh, I'm feeling the same way, man. Um, I just think if it does happen, I think, uh, you know, Thompson, uh, he'll catch him off guard with like a kick to the face or something like that. But, um, I do, I think both of these guys are going to respect each other. Um, hopefully, uh, don't, not in terms of respect with the, uh, Woodley Thompson fight because, uh, those fights could have been a lot better. Um, both of them. The were, second fight. The yeah, first second was... fight. Yeah. <laughs> uh, you know, uh, that point that they're just, uh, not pulling out the guns, uh, uh, for this fight. But, uh, you know, I do believe they're going to, um, respect each other and, uh, come out there and loosen up like once around, uh, two or three, uh, put up a better show. So, yeah, I think this is just going to be an interesting chess match, man. But, uh, it's going to be really interesting to see how these guys come out. 
All right, up next we have JJ versus Rose Namajunas. Uh, for the uh, what what division is it again? Uh, straw. Strawweight. Yeah, strawweight. Uh, for see if Rose can get uh JJ straw strawweight title. Um, JJ, she's just been on a tear, uh, man. But just thoughts on this fight. Uh, I mean, I, I think this one's going to be pretty exciting. I mean, most people probably aren't Rose Namunas, and her her record isn't the greatest. She's only six. Uh, but if you've seen her fight, she. Uh, she's really scrappy, so she she's not gonna back down to to JJ. Uh, but I think at point she, but uh, I think she's probably gonna come out hot and try to see if she can get that quick. Uh, most people are thinking that's probably her best chance. That's aim to fight. So uh, you'll probably see early in this fight. Okay. Uh, you say you come, think she's going to come out there uh, swinging, you said? I think so, okay. yeah. I was, she, she, she has no back down in her, and uh, from promotional stuff from this fight, I guess there's been some some disrespect thrown back and forth. Okay. That she's like off mentally or something like I'm pretty sure she's not too happy about being talked down to like that. Uh, and then this was something to prove. Yeah. This be interesting to see, man. When those girls get mad and, you know, want to get scrappy, man, it could be ugly. So, uh, but with, uh, I, I, I can admit I have not really seen that much of, uh, Rose, um, Fighting, um, how's her wrestling? Um, you seen you seen her wrestling? She's not like a textbook, like a Gadelia or anything. By any means, no. Like okay. she, she's she's not like that. Uh, I mean, I guess about her, uh, her her nickname is Thug. That's that's her. That's her. Okay. Uh, <laughs> if, if if you want to apply that to her fighting style, that's she, she's gonna go after you her her jujitsu is is pretty good okay i mean she her wins have been by uh submission so that's that's where she's she uh has her bread but she has real good uh of of her last four wins three of them came in that fashion so she she's she's fine Especially if she's on her back or something like that, she has she has some decent jujitsu to her, uh, but she's not gonna she's not like a takedown specialist or anything. Okay. Double leg and people. she's she's willing to take a fight wherever it goes. I mean, I guess I I would think of her as pre. I mean, not not this level of jujitsu, but just how she's willing to just fight and do whatever. She's like a female LDS. Oh, okay. Wow. So yeah, that's, that's going to be interesting to see then, man. Uh, cause I was just, uh, just wondering with that, man, because you said like she's going to be, um, you know, getting up in there, uh, ready to fight JJ and everything. Uh, just want to see how her, uh, condition is going to be too, uh, because this is going to be a five rounder. So, um, if she, well, she, she fought Paige Van Zandt in a five round fight and she, she lasted during the fifth round. 
Okay. So uh, I'm not worried about her gas tank. It's just the the volume of punches that, that JJ. Sure. I mean that's all. That's overwhelming. It's just can she that or can she get off that shot that would need be to you know yeah. her down. Yeah. So. Yeah, that's just going to be interesting to see, man. Uh, you know, you're just talking about the, uh, grappling and whatnot. Um, you know, she hopefully, uh, she's going to go in there and use, uh, that to her advantage, uh, to try to, you know, get a hold of JJ. Um, and that'll help cool down some of those punches. Um, and JJ is just nice footwork too. So she can grab a hold of her, man, and can deliver some punishment. Um, you know, that would definitely help in her cause. Um, but who you got? Yeah, I'm still, but uh, like I said, I think early kind of interesting just because I think uh, dirty with just kind of some brawling instead of the the crisp boxing and stuff that we're used to from JJ. Yeah, yeah, I'm gonna I'm I'm gonna roll with uh, JJ um, as well, man. Just that girl just finds a way uh, to get the job done, so um, it's gonna be hard for me to just go against her. All right, um, up next for the uh, co-main event, uh, we got Cody Garbrandt versus TJ Dillashaw. I think, honestly, my opinion, I think this is going to be the uh, best match uh, of the night. Uh, but just between these two, uh, these guys, just energy, um, just talent, uh, what they bring into the octagon. Uh, I just think this is going to be the funnest fight of the night. Um, but just thoughts on Garbrandt versus Dillashaw. Uh, it's... it's a fight but are very similar and I mean that makes sense. They used to be in the same camp. Yeah. They're both in Team Alpha Male under uh California Kid. Yeah. So they they know each other's tricks. Uh I mean they they both have probably learned some things since Dillashaw left the camp. But uh you know, they, they both are really quick on their feet. They both pack a lot of power in punches. They both can wrestle. Uh but I, I I don't. I don't see a lot of wrestling happens unless unless Dillashaw is flipping the script. I I don't expect Garbrandt to wrestle this mm-hmm. this fight at all. Uh, if 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 there is some, I think it's coming more from Dillashaw. Uh, but I, I expect a stand up, you know, boxing match. A lot of we'll get some kicks and stuff thrown in here. But I I think this fight is going to be majority on the feet. It's going to be some fast action, gas tanks. Both of these guys. Can strike out like Cobra. So yeah, they uh, hey, they were with uh, Cali California kids camp man. So you got to have a gas with that guy. Yeah, uh, exactly. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. So yeah. I mean, yeah. Like you said, under your eye, I favor. That's that's one thing they're known for. Nobody gets tired, and, yeah. and you can go, go, go. So, uh, but yeah, I I agree with you. This if I had to put money tonight, uh, award is going to be this one. Both of these guys are walking. Now with a bonus, yeah. uh, in my opinion, and going to be the crowd pleaser for the night. Yeah, uh, you know, just again, man, you touched on uh, basically everything that needs to be said uh, between these two. Uh, this is just going to be a fun fight. Uh, I think this is going to be mostly them standing up as well. Uh, I think there might be a little trash talk um, in the ring uh, between the two um, as well. Uh, just you know, maybe more. a little, yeah, just a little, yeah. So uh, just with them, with the whole camps and everything like that. Um, but uh, just think, this is going to be a fun match, man. These guys just out there, just throwing punches, uh, just moving around, just some 
incredible, uh, nice footwork, just, you know, moving everywhere up in the octagon. So, uh, just talent, two talented men right here. Um, who do you got in this one? What do you, uh, just seeing the last fight he had, uh, to, to over Dominic Cruz, yeah. to had a, I mean, of course, styles make fights, so it's not, there's, it's not just saying because he beat Dilla Chubby, but it's just the, the dominant fashion that he beat, uh, compared to a razor and Dilla Sean Cruz, yeah. uh, where he lost the belt. I, I just, I just feel like he, he, he's, he's on, he's at that stage right now in his career where he's, He's peaking athletically and he kind of doesn't have that fear about getting hit, you know, yeah. where you have that cockiness about you as a fighter. I think he still has that going for him where Dillashaw's lost a couple fights and I do feel like Garbrandt's in his head a little bit from all the trash talk and yeah. calling him a snake for leaving camp and stuff like that. I think that might deal with where, where uh, Garbrandt will get the best of it. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I'm picking, uh, Garbrandt, uh, too, man. I just love that guy's confidence. Um, like you said, he doesn't have any fear. Uh, he's very young. He's 26 years old, man. And he just feels like he's on top of the world right now. You know, especially how he ran through Cruz. Uh, Dominic Cruz is a beast. Um, and for him to, uh, beat Cruz, uh, in a fashion that he did, uh, that just speaks on the volumes of that guy's talent. So, um, if I got to pick, man, yeah, I'm going to roll with, uh, Cody. Um, for this one as well. Um, now, what about this one, man? You think this will be a finish or it goes a distance or what? There's a finish in this one. Okay. Uh, Dillow Shaw has been clipped before, and I, I I think Cody might be the next guy to be able to do it. And his hands are fast, and he hits – very hard too, for his yeah. weight class. Yeah, so I, I think I think he does finish him something like that. Okay. I, I I'm leaning more towards uh the distance. Uh but you know, with both of these guys, uh, you know, with the skill that they bring, uh, you know, don't sleep on a finish. Uh both of these guys are very talented. They can finish a fight. But if uh you know, since I picked Cody, uh, I I think he would have the uh higher chance of finishing it. Uh just with his skills, just how he is right now. Um going through the division um there's a quick question for you man um before earlier this year um you know dillashaw he wanted to move down weight uh to fight your boy um demetrius johnson uh if if he uh you think if he loses badly um in this fight it gets knocked out quick or anything like that you think there's a higher chance that that will actually happen he could move down and wait uh to get dj or if he, he gets dominated, I think he has to win some fights in that division. Uh, if if it's close and it's just like, okay, I need to go down to see if I can take division, then, then maybe so. But, you know, some of the money for this fight goes down, on it, especially if he just gets crushed. Yeah. True. So, yeah, just be interesting uh, to see. Um you know, uh, what, uh, path he'll take because, you know, it was some huge hype, uh, going early this year going into him possibly fighting, uh, DJ. So, uh, just be interesting to see the path he'll take, uh, 
after this if he, he doesn't come victorious in this fight. So. But all right, up next we have Bisping versus your boy GSP, man. Uh, thoughts on this fight? Yeah. No. Well, I mean, this is the one out of, you know, who hasn't fought in the UFC ring in five years now. So, uh, this has been long overdue. Uh, four years. So, yeah, November 13 was his last fight. So, we're right up on four years to almost a day. So a lot of people are looking for us to come back. You know, he, he's been, in his heyday. He, he, he's been one of the UFC's biggest draws, uh, including his last few fights. I mean, he, he was strong a lot, but we get to see if this time off has gotten him in, back into the right place mentally because, you know, that, that fight against Johnny Hendricks, who has since kind of fallen off, that, that fight was a little close for comfort. A lot of people feel like even though he, you know, technically retired to champion, um, he's yeah. coming into this fight. He's going up a weight class, but he's fighting. Some people think he sh- should have an advantage against. Uh, he's given up a little bit of height uh, to Michael Bisping to the count, but uh, oh, GSP is his superior athletically wrestling by, by far and uh, the question is what GSP do we get? Do we get the timber or do we get a shell? Uh, yeah. I'm hoping it's the former. Uh, I, I would hate for him to come back and look terrible. Uh, he, yeah. he's, he's only 36. Uh, it's, it's not young but he, he's not to where you can consider him over the hill or anything. Yeah, he's younger than Bisping. Not exactly. So, so he'll be in this fight. Uh, if you're expecting a barn burner, uh, he's fight fighting style. Not sure if that's what you should be expecting. Yeah, expecting he's not. So, uh, if you're in this just because you you want to see some skill and and see what you're getting. Uh, I, I recommend in this fight if you're looking for two guys just looking to bash each other uh, physically, probably won't be the one. Yeah, check correct? out the prior cars. Uh, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. This is just uh, this is interesting, man. Um, just for GSP, um, you know, like I said, one of the greatest uh, fighters in the UFC. But four years, man, to come back in four years, man, and fight. Um, you know, anybody, uh, it's going to be tough, man. I just really want to see just how rusty, um, he's going to be to come back into the octagon. Um, you know, because he, but to give him credit, man, he's fought, you know, a great, uh, name of fighters, man. So that's on his resume. So, uh, Bisping, um, this should be a guy that, uh, if he comes back and, you know, he's, the old GSP, uh, this should be a pretty easy one for him. Uh, just cause a lot of people got a question mark, uh, about Bisping, you know, they question, uh, you know, 
him getting the knockout over uh, Rockhold, you know, what were the chances of him doing that? Just luck. And then, you know, him fighting uh, an old Henderson. So a lot of people really want to uh, got a question mark on just how truly great uh, Michael Bisping is. Um, so just for GSP, I think he's going to have to come back in to the octagon to just use some wrestling uh, to try to bring Michael Bisping down uh, to get him uh, where get him off of where his strength is is uh, stand up, and then you know Michael Bisping he's going to have to defend those takedowns and try to keep it standing up. So uh, this is going to be interesting to see uh, the route that these guys take um, in this fight, and just to see who will come out victorious. Yeah, thank you. You scouted that one pretty much. What it is? How how good is Bisping sprawl and? Does GSP still have that amazing double A? Yeah. Um, let's get right into it, man. <laughs> Who you got? I'm going with the list. I mean, he, he is one of my all-time favorites. Uh, <laughs> I'm, I'm fine with, with watching wrestling uh, as, as long as I can see the intro. Uh, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm, rooting for, I'm team GSP on this one. All right, man. Um, by, by decision, of course. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, uh, I guess that I can respect that, man, but I'm, I'm going to be pulling for Bisping, man. It's obvious, you know, I, I, I respect, uh, GSP. Like I said, I named him, uh, one of the greatest, uh, greatest, possibly number one, uh, greatest fighter in the history of the UFC, but that dude is just a boring ass fighter to me, man. Um, I did not <laughs> want to see him getting the belt and then, uh, headlining the UFC uh main events um down the road, man, with just his style. So I I'm gonna be rooting for Bisping to knock him out. Um, you know, and just yeah, that's it. I do not want to see if if he wants to fight on the undercards or something like that, GSP, I'm fine with it. But I do not want to see his boring ass headline the U uh, main event again. So Yeah. Don't <laughs> feel like it's a lot a lot of salt in the one from that last fight against against your boy BJ. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, man. I, hey, he. Yeah, you know, he he put in work against him, man. So yeah, it's you know if yeah, if, 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 style, he, man. Yeah, if, if he shows up like that, you know, and puts in work, you know, he, you know, I I can't say nothing, but um, I don't. Yeah, I I think he's gonna fight really boring in this one. So we'll just have to see. Um, I was going to ask you to, um, your other boy, uh, Woodley, man, um, uh, I was reading an article yesterday. He was saying that, uh, he's, uh, going to move up to middleweight, middleweight to fight the winner of, uh, whoever wins this one. Um, what do you think about that move? He's definitely one of the fighters that, I mean, you could see by his size. I don't think he would be over overmatched physically by anybody in the middleweight division. Because, uh, I mean, Woodley's a huge welterweight, so... Yeah. How tall is uh, he? Like I don't think it would be crazy for him. Something like that. Okay. Uh, uh, he's he's not a, a huge fellow uh, in, as far as height goes, but, yeah. you know, he he packs on a lot of muscle mass, and probably when he's actually... The, the day of the fight, he's, he's clear by a pound, so... Yeah. So... Yeah, that was just so yeah. yeah. Uh, I mean, no, no, yeah, form, no, 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 no. So I, I mean, I, I wouldn't. I'm saying that, that that that's where a lot of money would be for him there to fight yeah. GS or or 
or whoever. But yeah, so I mean, I, I, I don't think that's a crazy idea for him. Yeah, I agree. I think that would just be a money move for him, man, to go up to in there and uh, possibly a fight between um, him and GSP, especially if GSP uh, wins Saturday. Uh, that would just be a huge payout for him um, if he decides to um, move up. Uh, but would there would there be anybody um, else in that division uh, that you could possibly see getting a fight next between those uh between either Bisping or uh, GSP, um, if Willie was decided to go up, uh, with him possibly, would Dana possibly put Willie on hold if he was to move up? Well, he would probably, he could put, put him on hold just to get the title, titles unified. Oh, true. Uh, yeah. Robert Whitaker is, is yeah. Whitaker, the, I was about to say, it, man, because that the guy, interim title. Yeah. So, hey, I could definitely hold on. Let, let's make sure we have. And first, before we started trying to make anything, so I, I would probably assume he has his next shot just so they can declare. It. Yeah. So, yeah, man, because uh, that uh, that Whitaker guy, man, that guy goes up in there and just handles business quick. So, whoever uh, you know, whether it's Bisping or GSP, um, they're really gonna have to. Uh, get everything in line um, to fight Whitaker or Woodley too, man. If they were to give it to Woodley, because uh, those guys don't play. Um, even just with them, man. Even if they're down in a fight, uh, one punch from those two uh, could definitely change things around. So, uh, oh yeah, that was that'll just be interesting to see um, how that all will unfold. So, but, all right, man. Um, anything else to add for UFC? No, just fun card. Excited for it. How uh, how nervous are you for uh, GSP, man? You think uh, you're pretty confident in him, or? I mean, I'm. I guess I'm not. I, I do feel like his his place is cemented as one of the greats, uh, especially since he's coming back at a higher weight class. It's not like back to take back back over to Wilderson. Uh I do think he's. I do think he did a little type deal here. He tried to pick the fight that would be uh, the best outcome for him. Yeah. So, so yeah. So, I mean, I guess I do hope he wins, but I, I don't think it would tarnish his life loss. Yeah. Yeah, I, it's, yeah too, man. Yeah, this is just kind of uh, interesting, man. Just, uh, you know, why he's coming back. uh What's just not really a need for him to come back, uh, because, you know, with him, uh, you know, Mighty Mouse, uh, John Jones and him, you know, those are like the key people that people say, um, are the greatest of all time. John Jones, uh, getting popped and popped again, uh, for the, uh, drugs, uh, you know, definitely gives him a boost. And, you know, it's just, it's just kind of interesting, you know, why would he come back and fight when, you know, there's nothing really for him to prove. So. It's just going to be interesting, too, just, you know, if he does pull off this W, you know, how long uh, could we see him uh, fighting uh, some more um, in the octagon? So, yeah, just to be interesting. But all right, uh, enough of UFC. We're about to get right to some NCAA football now. Uh, we just had the rankings uh, come out yesterday. Um, guys, just what were your thoughts on the new rankings and uh, did they get it right? 
honestly, I was I was okay with the rankings. A uh, little weird to not see Alabama at number one, but um, you know, I think you kind of look at well between them and Georgia, who both looked very impressive this year. Who is the better win? And that win for Georgia on the road at Notre Dame is looking like a humongous win right now. Um, bowling looking really good. Uh, I was a little surprised that Notre Dame four. I thought they'd be just on the, the outside with ranked game or I think two ranked games at this point still to go. Uh, possibly the so um, I'm okay with the rankings. Problem with them. I'm a, a little surprised. Fell as far as they did. I didn't think they'd fall that far, considering it was a close game against another really good big time opponent. Um, and with the hype that's really surrounded them, uh, I'm a little surprised to see them drop as far as seven. But I also understand that Penn State and Ohio State are going to be playing out those four spots anyway. So uh, I'm still not reading a ton into the rankings. It's the first set that came out a lot still has to happen. Yeah, I was, I was about yeah, I was just about to say, man, um, you know, y'all love y'all Big Ten, uh, football. Um, was this a shocker not to see a Big Ten, um, team in there yet or? You have, you have Ohio State sitting at six and then it's seven. So I don't think it's like too much of a concern because as long as you're inside that top 10, if you handle your business, it's going to play out the way it's supposed to. I mean, how last couple of years that they've had the rankings, the ranking changes from um, the last week of the regular season to the weekend games. Like, there are teams that are in it the week before the championship games. They're not in a championship game. Then they get kicked out by a championship winner. So yeah. I'm not too upset about a Big Ten team kind of being on the quote-unquote outside. Okay. Yeah, I I agree. I, I'm I'm not shocked by it just because you know the only team that would have been in that top four would have been Penn State, but they mm-hmm. lost to Ohio State. It was a good close game with Ohio State already having a loss on their record. Uh, you knew they weren't going to jump into that top three. Uh, at first glance, I was a little bit surprised to see Georgia at one, but not Alabama two. A little bit over text. Um, Georgia beat Notre Dame was the number three team in the rankings and Alabama's as FSU who because they injured their quarterback. Uh, you don't want to make the win worse because of injury, but, and the rest of Alabama's schedule hasn't been that great. They have some ranked teams coming up. Soon you got LSU uh, this week and Mississippi State after that, uh, and then of course you got they finish the year at Auburn and we'll have the showdown with uh, Georgia going according to what people expect. Take uh, away from looking at it was going. Huh. I mean, if things shake out, can we might have. Uh, 
three conferences <laughs> left out yeah. of, of this final four this year. I mean, if, if we were to get to an Alabama Georgia SEC title game and it's an overtime thriller where somebody has to win on the last second field goal, how do you put one of those two teams out? Yeah. And no, yeah, yeah, but, but, but don't you kind of sit around and just think that like, wow. Lot more explaining to do if two conferences get left out. Well, I mean, if Notre Dame right. goes, there has to be two yeah, left out. Right. I'm just saying but there could be three. If, yeah, if so, so if three are left out, do you think that that kind of draws a huge? Well, I think that would draw a lot of turmoil within the NCAA. Oh, yeah, for sure. It, it would. I mean, the, you would have a lot of people complaining and mm-hmm. pitching in a fit about this one. Oh, but, yeah. but, but I mean, Explain away. You have two teams that went undefeated until the last game, and they threw haymakers at each other until uh-huh. somebody just had to lose on, say, a two-point conversion or something on the last, the last uh, overtime. You go three overtimes, yeah. You're forced to go for two or something like that. Uh, how you explain putting Georgia or Alabama out of the top four if if something like that happened, especially if Oklahoma loses again, or we've seen Clemson's loss. It was it was a rough one, uh, and or uh, or Wisconsin loses, and then you have no undefeated team in the Big Ten or something like that. I mean, well, of course, this is this is all conjecture, but yeah. yeah. But he, I, I guess to continue, I think just to continue that hypothetical, like you think that it would take more two lost teams because. Like, let's be real. Wisconsin, no matter how tough they play, either Ohio State or will not remain in. Would you yeah. agree? You would agree. Yeah. So, so basically, you're saying this whole three conference left out scenario. I think we just need more two lost teams. Like we, well, that, because that I, be, I think, yeah, that would definitely, yeah, because yeah, I think a one loss Clemson would. Would be in a one loss Ohio State or Penn State would be in. I I think you could argue a one loss Oklahoma being out. A part of me still thinks even if Alabama Georgia showdown play a thriller or undefeated, the losers out. Like j- just based off of what we've seen, I would have to say the losers out. It's definitely a possibility, but I think on both sides, like they're going to have a tough time trying to explain oh, what happens. Like if, if you get that all out classic game and all these teams still keep going like they're going, like, ooh, how, how do you, how do you put like, especially if say for argument's sake, say it's Alabama that loses on that yeah. conversion. Like how do you put Alabama? This, this is the team that's been in the playoff every year. How, how do you them at five or six after a game like that that they lost? Yeah. So I mean, it, these rankings are for us. Why they put them out this early? Just so we can try to <laughs> future like this and make things up. But I mean, it, it was interesting looking at that, just seeing wow, two SEC teams and independent, and then you got an ACC team at at four. And you got the Big 12, you got the Big 10, and you got, uh, the Pac 12 nowhere to be seen of it. Like for the top 10, you finally get to Washington at, 
at 12. So, I mean, it shows how much the the committee really feels about the Pac-12. Like, they're just screwed yeah. pretty much. Yeah. But, yeah. Uh, things, things are looking tough for the other, other conferences, too. You, you see there's some work to do. Yeah, for sure. Trey, what do you think? Think of Miami being down to ten. Uh, like I said, man, I I like Miami, but man, this year they just they have not really just uh showed up and play in games. Yeah, that just uh they really well, aren't showing just uh that they're that good, man. Um, like they're like I said, they're undefeated, but uh some of these games that they played in, man, they just looked horrible in even though they got the win so i'm not i'm not disappointed in it because i i expect to see more out of them um if they were in the playoff uh right now uh if it wasn't happening today and they were in between one of those uh one through four spots i think they would just get slaughtered so um i'm not like i said I'm, I'm i'm happy for them that they're undefeated but uh this week man they're gonna really have a test with them in virginia tech uh to see uh, what they're about, and I think after that they're going to play Notre Dame. So, um, yep, it's. So they, I mean, they definitely have their work cut out for them. They definitely have their avenue to get into that top four. They, if they win the next two games, they'll slide in. Yeah, oh, no, they'll earn a lot of respect too. They win yeah. these next two. Yeah, it just yeah, man, for sure. yeah, just some of these games that they played in, like uh, Florida State, uh, them not having uh, Francois and them just letting Florida State just hang yeah. in there with them, and. Uh, well, hey. You go ahead. Yeah, I mean, I mean, un- yeah. Unfortunately for Miami, Florida, like because of the uh, pun intended, but the hurricane that went through, like they lost their shot at a ranked Florida State team. Even if they would have played them that third week, no, they were zero and two, so they they weren't ranked then anyway. Yeah, I mean they they still lost their shot at, at a. We still don't know what this Florida State team. Is instead they got a shot at a terrible Florida State team and they let them hang. So, I mean, it hurt them. Yeah, like, their their schedule has already. It's not like they're they're helping themselves out against some of their weaker opponents. So, yeah, like they had so far, they had uh, a very weak schedule, um, especially when, like I said, uh, Florida State uh, not having Francois. Uh, that's just the games uh, that they should have had. They should have just coast through, but. Um, like I said, they uh really going to show me what they're about uh, within these next couple of weeks because they got Virginia Tech uh, this week, and I think right after that they have Notre Dame. So if they want to show the world uh, that you know they need to be ranked higher, possibly be in that playoff uh, position, now's the time to show it. But um, mm-hmm. they just have not, personally me just watching them play, uh, they have not uh, really showed me uh, that you know they deserve to be um, in a playoff position. Uh, conversation uh just with some of their plays so far this year um anything else on this playoff ranking guys it'll just be interesting to see how the first one differs from the last one yeah yeah as as always yeah all right guys uh we're about to just talk about your squads uh Last week, uh, what's, what were your thoughts on your uh, team's play? Who wants to go first? I'll, I'll go first since you you okay. have the you have the more positive outlook on this one. Fair. <laughs> Not that I'm 
totally negative on this one, but you know, this mm-hmm. was a game I was nervous about all week just because you brought it up I last week, Western man. Was, uh, saying that you know they hang in, they hang in there with state, so uh, that was yeah. a good call on your part. Yeah, and I just feel like they were better than their record. Like we pointed out, they played the the top of the Big Ten early, uh, took some games, and I think they learned from that. They learned how to stay in the games. They learned how to fight. Uh, early, it looked like State might be able to just take over the game and, and dominate it. But, you know, early turnovers, another fumble, uh, which has been the ongoing issue uh, for them. Good game. They they fought back and forth. We had a nice, like, the double overtime uh, going, or triple overtime, I should say. Uh, yeah. Like that, hang around. Uh, first game where the defense kind of uh, actually broke down a little bit. Uh, people point to Notre Dame, but a lot of that was in bad field position. Uh, Northwestern actually moved the ball up and down on them a little bit. So this is another one that they can learn, use as a learning experience. Uh, uh, I think this is also a game that kind of settled down our fan base into, you know, trying to go into the we're back and we're ready for 10 championship or something like that. Uh, I, I think it's clear that we're a young team and we're still a notch under your Penn States and your Ohio States as far as Big Ten goes. Uh, I, I think it's, it's something they can learn for from uh, this year young group is something they can take to heart and they don't want to feel like this again. So uh, if they have a chance to and protect the ball and, and start doing that, give yourself a cushion whenever you, whenever you can. And, you know, on a positive note, uh, see a Twitter exchange between rock and coach Antonio off of the press conference this week. Really? Uh-huh. Yeah, I guess that Antonio is, doing his weekly press conference and a reporter's phone went off. They had a bunch of phones on record around the podium and the, uh, the you're welcome, uh, which the rock played Maui in that movie. So of course that and somebody sent the video to the rock and they caused a little exchange between them. Uh, D'Antonio invited him on campus anytime and, you know, it was it was just a funny fun exchange. That's cool. Yeah, definitely something to lift the spirits a little bit after a tough one. Yeah. But like, I I guess real fast, Peter, and I like how how much do you think like a come down to earth loss will benefit Michigan State, especially as they go forward into two really rough games. Uh, I mean, I, I think it's one of those that I'm down to go, hey, like, as you see, you cannot take any opponent lightly. I'm not mm-hmm. saying that they took Northwestern lightly, but there was probably some looking ahead to Penn State. Mm-hmm. Like, well, we're going to go here. We're going to we're gonna beat these guys. And, you know, now it's going to be a showdown, an undefeated uh, Michigan State against a possibly undefeated Penn State, uh, depending on what happened, which that's not going to be the case. Uh, but, uh, I do think there was the head. I mean, you, you got freshmen and sophomores, uh, where a lot of freshmen are playing, uh, for this team where 
them haven't they're coming from high school where they were the man and they they could look at it for games. I think this was one where it was just like, okay, now you see you can't just yeah. uh just because we may have a higher talent level if this is basically how how Michigan State came in against Michigan, that's probably how Northwestern came in against Michigan State. Mm-hmm. They they yeah, saw somebody definitely. they could they could knock off and head to the next big game. And mm-hmm. I, I think they they can take that to heart. Uh, I I do think they'll still be as motivated as ever a Penn State. They want to make up for that loss and they want to try to give their best shot to uh teams in in the conference. Or, so, but but yeah, I, I definitely think, think this can be used as a a learning tool. Just you have to take yeah. one, yeah. one at a time. Yeah, and and I think that's kind of what I was trying to lead you towards because you know I feel like with a loss like that, you just kind of gather your focus, and especially with Penn State, Ohio State, next two games on the schedule, you need ready to go practice. You need to be focused for the game plan. You need to be all business all week and then execute on Saturday. And that that's just maintaining a focus. And I feel like teams that get on, which is where I have a lot of respect for Alabama, is like maintaining a focus all season long, not slipping up. Like that's is real tough. Is that it for you and, and the Spartans? Yep. Go ahead and talk about that other team. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, basically, for Michigan, it was a game you should win. Rutgers coming off of two wins in the Big Ten. I mean, good for them. First time they've done it. But didn't exactly put me on any high alert, high notice. The big takeaway was what I expected to happen. Brandon, or, uh, yeah, Brandon Peters getting in the game. Uh, looking pretty good with 10 of 1,424 yards and a score. Uh, and, and, and I'm taking this probably with the most conservative approach of any Michigan fan. You know, I'm looking at, I could honestly not care what happens the rest of the season for Michigan. You have two losses. You're bowl eligible now. Uh, Brandon Peters looks like he's going to start this coming week. So you're saying he's your guy moving forward, which means he'll most likely be the guy next year. Just get him groomed for next year. There still uh, they, wasn't any word on uh, for space yet? Yeah, Spate uh, in the injury. Uh, so it's kind of tough to really you know where he's at. They're not really letting a lot out of the bag on him. Yeah, true, yeah. Um, which I understand. But I also think that, I mean, Daw, Spate struggle with the offense this year, struggle with the offense, and then Spate moved the ball really well. I mean, now there's also two, I guess, bunny trails you have to take with this. Okay, it was Rutgers. All right, that's fine. But I also watched John O'Connor. It's the same deep defense that it looked like Peters was kind of carving up. Um, no, I'm not saying 
mean, Peters had an incredible game, you know, three hundred plus yards or anything, but he passes to wide open receivers. He was hitting numbers. They were getting yards after catch. Just stuff that we weren't seeing. Um, only thing I wish I would have saw is I wish I would have saw a couple more deep balls from Peters so we could kind of see the arm he has, the downfield accuracy. But if you're going to be completing to 10-yard passes and get 15 yards out of it, I'm not going to complain about not taking long shots. Um, avenue you need to look at it is, well, O'Corn came in again, lit it up, and then look what happened. So I'm not sitting here saying Peters is, you know, saving the season. He's, you know, going to be the answer. It's like, well, we don't know that he's the answer. I just want to see Michigan move forward with him because if he's going to be your guy next year, give him the experience now. Like, like I was saying earlier, praise Michigan State for doing it with Lord. Best decision they made. Uh, you know, when you go from three and nine to having six wins, what, seven games into the season? <laughs> Experiences plays a big factor. And I think the more experience, you know, Brandon Peters, the better off he's going to be, the better off Michigan's going to be. Um, so that's my outlook there. Uh, Michigan just handled business. Uh, Rutgers scored a couple touchdowns, no big deal. Uh, defense still looked fairly sharp, even though they got burned on a 65-yard run. Uh, that hurts to see. And then Rutgers on their other scoring drive just sustained the long drive. But uh, uh, they got the win. Uh, they won by 21 points. So they had three scores on them. They handled business, did their job. Uh, got Minnesota this week, so it should be a pretty decent test. All right, up next, uh, we're about to get right into the Penn State versus Ohio State game. Um, guys, just what were your thoughts on that game? I thought Penn State had it at first, man, but Ohio State pulled through. I, w- I was shocked by that comeback. Yeah, it looked like they were carrying on from the Michigan game. Oh, they were in control. Opening, yeah, opening kickoff, taking back, and another quick score before you know it was, what was it 21-3 you got up to? Yeah, so, yeah. Something like that. Yeah, and then, you know, and that just to be it, and, you know, called us on the game uh, and called us another bad look for JT Barrett in a yeah. big game, but on and behold, he he was pretty much the starter when he came back and mm-hmm. settled his team down. Started and the deep picked it back up. That front seven for Ohio State, my goodness, oh. they even even when they were getting beat up, you could see that they they have some players there, and they were they just couldn't quite get a hand on anybody. But as the game went on, and as they tired out Penn State's O line. Whew, that D is nasty, and yeah. if and and this was the first game where I can finally say, okay, Ohio State's offense picked it back up, and they're not as terrible as they looked against. Uh, this is this is a scary looking team right now, and I'm I've I bought in where okay, yeah, this is Urban Meyer 
compare Ohio State team that I'm used to, that I'm used to seeing and used to being scared of. Like this, <laughs> they look nasty. Yeah, um, you hit a lot of the points that I would hit on. So I'll just, I guess, take this in a different direction. But even though Penn State took the loss, like still had a Heisman moment with that, that kickoff return. Um, I think he, even though he didn't lead the team rushing, uh, technically McSorley did for, um, so Barkley was pretty contained, but still found a way to get a Heisman moment, um, which went a losing effort. Um, a lot, a lot of people will remember that Ohio State won this game. But I also feel a lot of people are going to be like, yeah, but Saquon Barkley took that opening kickoff back, like Heisman, and then that'll be something we look at. And I think that he only helped his case this game, even a lot of yards. You know, granted, Saquon Barkley was rushing for 100 yards very often this year. Um, I think he's like rushed for 100 yards two or three times. Uh, he's just doing it in all facets and having big plays in other ways than just running the ball. That's something I definitely took away from this game is Barkley can still look really good when win, and he can still look really good without having huge stats. Um, not a lot of players can do that. But in terms of JT Barrett, you know, he was 33 of 39. That's unreal. I mean, for four TVs passing. Uh, um, his clearly his best game of the season, probably his best game in the last two years. He, he rose up to the occasion along with him. Uh, big credit to him, big credit to you know, as a coordinator, drawn up a good plan. Uh, I mean, defensive coordinator contained, say something you do have to do. Um, but they didn't let Penn State beat them when they had possession. Where Penn State beat them pretty bad was special teams. Two really big kickoff returns that touched on, like I said, and I think they had another one that was like a 65-yard return on a kickoff side. So Penn State, Penn State found the weakness there. Ohio State needs to clean that up going forward. Because you know teams are going to try and expose that. Oh, yeah. But uh, just the idea that Ohio State played a complete game in the quarter. Uh, they didn't die. They didn't lay down. They stayed strong, keeping their playoff hopes alive. Big win. Uh, going forward. Now, uh, do y'all, uh, well, did you have anything to say to that, Darnell? No, I totally agree. Uh, it was that was big on Ohio State's side, especially for their future hopes of still trying to make it into that top four. Yeah, I was about to ask you guys. Um, do y'all feel like uh, you know? I know Ohio State beat the uh, you know beat Penn State, but do y'all feel as if they are uh, the best team in the Big Ten now? You know, because even though Penn State lost uh, that game, a lot of people can look at that and say, "Well, yeah, that was more Penn State." you know, beating themselves in Ohio State. Uh, do y'all feel as if Ohio State is truly uh, the best team right now in the Big Ten? Well, I don't think I anybody that watched that 
game would say that was Penn State giving it away. I uh, agree. Ohio State had two turnovers and Penn State had zero. Yeah. Okay. Like that's that's Ohio State doing the job. Alright. Yeah. If somebody said that, like I said, I, w- I would direct you to watching like coaches film of that, that defensive line getting after <laughs> Penn State. Just say, you you tell me that defense didn't turn this game around. Oh man. All right. Well, all right, guys. Uh, anything else to add for uh, NCAA football before we keep it moving? Weekend's coming up. Huh? Just big couple weekends oh, yeah. coming up. A lot of big games. So got a lot. Yeah, this this week especially, man. Like this is going to be one uh, where all I'm going to be doing is sitting down watching football, like game after game. Uh, good football games this week. So, mm-hmm. yeah. All right, uh, we're about to get into some NFL next. Um, had some trades go down, uh, and had some trades that almost went down. Uh, that did. Uh, we'll get the sorry ass Browns out the way with first, man. Uh, just thoughts on that one, man. Uh, but, I, go ahead, uh, go ahead. Uh, yes. I guess how it goes down is two teams agree. Uh, the Bengals are going to send over AJ McCarron. To the Browns and the Bengals and send in the paperwork. The Browns are premature and celebrate and don't get the paperwork in in time. And so <laughs> the trade doesn't go through and the Browns are once again losers. Yeah. Uh, the Browns are just that like cursed. <laughs> well, it's like they're that late unprofessional like friend or younger sibling people have where it's just like you're you're 55 and like you on the couch in the basement like what are you doing with your life <laughs> type it's like okay you've been trying to get a quarterback have a chance at a quarterback which most scout and everything say he has the ability to be a NFL. Not saying that you're getting Tom Brady or John Elway or Drew Brees or something like this, but you're getting a serviceable quarterback to a franchise that for whatever is kryptonite to decent quarterbacks. They either turn them bad or they think they're getting something and they turn rotten. So, I mean, who knows? Maybe this is the best thing ever for AJ McCarron that he doesn't go to this black hole. <laughs> uh, next year, people get tired of the red rocket and send him on his way and he gets a chance there, which I'm pretty sure he would rather that. But Browns, how, how do you celebrate before you get a trade? Like, but to be fair, man, the Browns ain't shit. So uh, a trade well, like true. this, any That's... anything could have could could have made their day, man. So, <laughs> but yeah, I, I'm fine with it making their day. But at least make sure the stuff happens. Facts of form, man. It should be dry before you're happy about something. Yeah. But like I said, I mean, these are two teams in the same state. Head coach used to be a coordinator in other the other program, so I mean you, you should think you're getting some 
for for Hugh Jackson. Yet the Browns be the Browns, and like this is the most brown stuff ever. Like, why do you have to be yourselves at this point? Screw up a ready-made trade for yourself, where you might actually for yourself. I'll I'll you even say I'll even say this. Like when you, before this, I would think the most Browns thing ever, and then it was like take that out and insert this. Like the next thing's always the most Browns thing ever. <laughs> True. Well, I mean, eighteen starting quarterbacks in the last ten years or whatever the stat is. That's, I mean, that's, that's, that's the great. most Browns thing already, anyway. But uh, thank God I don't live in Cleveland. Uh, <laughs> hey, man. Well, uh, you know. They had the baseball game. Yeah. The baseball team was straight this year, but uh, you know, even the Cavs are starting starting off too, man. So it's it's yeah. not looking too good for the city right now. For sure. Well, imagine how miserable they'll be next year. Yeah, when LeBron's <laughs> gone, Browns will still be the Browns, and the Indians will probably start sucking again too. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, just hang in there, Cleveland. Yeah. All right, guys, uh, up next we'll get to uh, Jimmy Garoppolo. Uh, what are your thoughts on his trade, and um, is he the guy to turn San Fran around? I mean, it's, it's definitely an improvement over what they've had. Yeah. Uh, it's just, I mean, San Francisco was awful. And look at this for what it means for some other teams. I mean, I, from what we've seen of Garoppolo, he looks like a good quarterback. Uh, looks like he'll be able to do some things for the 49ers, but it's interesting. Like, I, I definitely wonder what this means now for Kirk Cousins, since everybody basically penciled him in as a quarterback actually here, uh, since he would be going to play with his old offensive coordinator. Uh, and then I wonder what this means for the Patriots now, because basically, what this comes down to is they weren't going to be able to sign Garoppolo to an extension for the money that they wanted to pay, yeah. uh, which means they have to, they have to, he wants to do and play into his mid forties at a high level, which, you know, has not been done in NFL history. Uh, last quarterback to start a full season after the age of 40 was like Brett Favre. Uh, and he immediately fell off a cliff, uh, talent wise after that season. To get here now, uh, do they for a, a draft pick next year and or use, use those picks that they usually have stockpiled to move up in the draft and try to take? Okay, like that, or do they do they roll the dice for another year next year with Brady? Uh, that that's what interests me about this trade more so than Garoppolo going to the Forty ers Yeah, definitely agree with everything you just said there. The intrigue that surrounds this trade. Uh, um, you know, one thing I shared with you guys before we got on was. Oh, may not even play Garoppolo this year. Like, there's still a question mark if he'll even see the field. Uh, Kyle Shanahan came out and said, you know, we didn't trade for Garoppolo to save our season. We traded 
for him to improve our franchise. So they're not, and, and the, like, I'm not speculating this. They have said there is no promise he will play. Super fishy. Like, I, I get it. Like, you don't want to put him in there a losing season, build him up in the system for, for a while. But I think it's proven experience you get, the better you become. Like, if needs it at this point's experience, because sure hasn't seen it in New England. I mean, if if I were the 49ers, he'd be starting this Sunday. I wouldn't care. If you're if you're admitting that your season's done, why would you not want to play him? And I, I feel like this is just some thrown at the media. Uh just from from Garoppolo's standpoint, I don't think he would sit well no pun intended with having to sit the rest of the season. Because yeah. uh, I'm pretty sure he's going to be like, okay, I've already just had to sit behind somebody that the greatest quarterbacks ever for the last couple of years now where I feel like I can play and, and do do good things. I'm not sitting behind somebody that I know damn well I'm better than. Okay. So understand if maybe the this Sunday I don't start just because I don't have enough of a grasp on the playbook. But if I get a full week of practice, and I, I feel like probably behind closed doors, he's going to say that to the coach. Like, yeah. no, I didn't come here sit more. Uh, my, my former climate doesn't mean I'm still going to be happy putting my butt on the pine. I want to be out there on the field. Yeah. He, uh, uh, his contract's up at the end of the year, is it not? For all we know, he may not even end up in San Francisco. Which more reason put him on the field Correct. so he can play and then you can negotiate an extension for him. And now, granted, if they'll give him the extension with you, for you to be our guy next year, Brown. Because he's basically getting the extension for doing nothing. Yeah. And then that would be a 49ers thing to do. Yep. <laughs> All right, uh, let's just touch on uh, Brissett. Um, there's another uh, guy the Patriots got rid of. Um, yep. Just what are your thoughts on him uh, being traded to the Colts? It, even though that happened roughly seven weeks ago, or six weeks ago now, yeah. um, mm-hmm. I actually I actually like the an opportunity to get on the field. Um, has flashed some really good moments. Still needs some work rough around the edges to understand that, that, you know, the Colts have had a lot of offensive line issues. They don't exactly have a great running game. They're starting to find one, though. Um, Marlon Mack looks like he's turned into something for the Colts, especially catching the ball. But, um, yeah, for Brissett, I think it's just the idea that find a system more, more suitable for him uh, be able to show the ability to use his legs a little bit. Uh, the Colts system just doesn't call for that. So I, I think he, he's showing a lot of potential. It would still be a few years before he could crack a solidified starting role. Um, he just kind of got traded to a really good situation that was going to give him the experience right away. Yeah, I, I agree. 
agree. Uh, that won't work for him just because he were to play. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, albeit to be a, a stopgap until uh, Andrew Luck came back, uh, but it, it gets him on the field, uh, so it, it helps him for the future. So, I mean, he, he's they didn't bring him over to be the quarterback of the future for the Colts. Yeah, uh, that thing. So luck, yeah. It's under that impression. But he gets to get some reps. Uh, people get to see some game. Uh, if done well, like I mean, he has been bad. It's just the Colts are. Yeah. Uh, uh, but at least he, he can show some things for himself. So the next go round, when free agency is up for him, maybe he sneaks in to, to a team that will give him a shot. Where hey, we don't have a ton of money to spend on a quarterback, but we like what you got. You think? You, come in and be our starter for now and if maybe you get that yeah now uh the Patriots they did some uh you know Brian Hoyer uh you know just how do you think that uh could affect them uh you know currently now or just down the road uh because you know Brady he's been looking at kind of rocky a little bit this year um you know and Ain't no telling uh, how far, uh, you know, Belichick wants to, uh, you know, keep uh, Brady on the team and everything like that. Uh, just, well, you just thoughts on the whole Patriots, uh, Brian Hoyer uh, situation because they got rid of, uh, you know, uh, Brissett and uh, Garoppolo. So. Well, it's just they, they signed familiarity. Uh, Hoyer, Hoyer was Brady's backup for three, four years before he finished out his rookie contract and mm-hmm. and moved on. Uh, it's just bringing somebody into camp and it's somebody that Belichick is familiar <laughs> with. So if if the worst was to happen and all the hits that Brady has taken this year, uh, which is, you know, he he's taken more hits this season than he may have in his whole career, uh, for goodness sakes. Uh, just wanted that guy that, Someone knows how they run their organization, run their playbook, that they can plug right back in, and he'll be able to. Uh, of course, we we saw how Hoyer played in San Francisco. Not not great. Uh, he had a couple really bad games in there. Uh, so, uh, kind of like I said about the Colts, not very good. Uh, I think they're just trying to find a way to make things better. Warriors not walking challenging for any any established starters spot. So I said it was just the easy move for. I mean, move of Garoppolo to the 49ers a glorified trade, even though they had already released Hoyer. What fit? You've been here before. I'm not gonna have to. So. You work. Come on over. It's just so team quarterback. <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, the only way he's going to see a game is if he gets hurt. Yeah. So, I mean, I don't think it has much to do with he, he as like Darnell said, it does with familiarity <laughs> because the system there's um, just I, it's a good fit for. Um, like you said, Darnell, he's not going to compete for too many starting jobs in the NFL. So go familiar with, with 
But if to somehow get in the game, I actually think he would fit pretty well there. A lot of targets to pass to, and Hoyer loves to sling it. So, I mean, I like him as a backup there. Uh, Granted, like him as a backup, and he'd be one of the better backup options. Um, so yeah, I mean, it 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 is a familiarity sign, but um, I think with, with that, unless Brady gets hurt. All right, guys. Uh, up next uh, to finish it out, uh, Calvin Benjamin. Um, thoughts on that trade? In- interesting. Uh, mainly because the Panthers have a shot at the playoffs, and they just traded their number one receiver. <clears throat> what you're thinking on that one? Um, I mean, this gives Tyrod Taylor a solidified target all season. Uh, I guess you could argue Charles Clay, but Clay's hurt. This gives Tyrod Taylor somewhat solidified to pass to. It's a better deal for the Bills, even though the Bills probably won't even make the playoffs this year. Um, at least it'll give the fans a reason to come to the games to see a pretty good wide receiver. Um, but th- this trade just did nothing for me. It just made me ask a lot of questions. Yeah, I was the same way on this one. It, it kind of surprised me. Uh, almost seemed like huh, are, the, are the Panthers just getting like that? And they're giving away Cam's forgets to to throw at, yeah. which I mean, I just I um, mm-hmm. but yeah, definitely good for the Bills. Uh, which is weird since they seem to be doing an about phase for how they looked at the beginning of the year because it looked like the Bills were, you know, just selling off all of their talent, you know, getting rid of Sammy Watkins, a lot of defensive players they sent away. Uh, but they, they've come to be a surprise team in the NFL where, you know, nobody walking over them. And they've been teams that some probably didn't think they would. So... It's definitely good for the Bills. Gives them a, a weapon. Uh, yeah, the Patriots are starting to pick it up, but you know teams in that division are probably seeing them at their weakest that they've been in a long time. So, so maybe trying to stock up, see if uh, if they can win their matchups with them. But I'm just not sure. I mean, I guess maybe yeah. they're maybe they're showing a little bit more faith in Devin Funches than uh, one would expect. Uh, but and even even at that, seems closer to coming back than we think. Yeah, I mean, uh, I mean that's really the only other solution you can really come to. Yeah, but right. you know, just real quick, your your point on the Bills. The Bills have always played pretty good defense. Don't win no, a lot of shit. Nobody expected them to this year because they gave away some of the other pieces. I, I thought their defense was going to be trash this year, but it's been. Yeah. So, I mean, you know, but, you know, the Bills are, um, I'm not, not, you know, Taylor's doing a pretty good job with the offense. I feel like he's actually a really good game manager. He just doesn't have a lot of the, you know, quote unquote, sexy tools that most quarterbacks have. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, you know, I think Tyrod Taylor is a very formidable quarterback in, in the NFL. Just, uh, um, he's been a which, model of consistency over the yeah, past for couple. sure. 
yeah. for sure. Which is which is why I like the fact that he's getting like an actual wide receiver to throw to. Because when Sammy Watkins was there, he was he was never on the field. Yeah. He was only there thirty percent of the time. Yeah, so I mean, he he maybe played like four games with Tyrod Taylor. <laughs> All right, guys, uh, anything else to add for the NFL? Nope. All right. about your luck, Cleveland? All right. Yeah. <laughs> All right, we're about to get right into uh, the pick-ems uh, to close everything out. Uh, just for NCAA, we are close. Uh, Todd Darnell, 31 for 53, um, 32 for 53. And for the NFL, um, 19 for 42. Tyler's 20 for 42, and Darnell's 25 for 42. So, got some classic football games uh, for the NCAA football this week. Uh, I was about to get right into them. Uh, first game I'm about to go right into is Penn State versus Michigan State. Who you guys got? Darnell, because I did it, you should <laughs> come to your okay. senses. Come to your senses. <laughs> Um, but I'll go first. I'll take Penn State. All right. I'm picking Penn I, State I, as well. Yeah. I'm going to be realistic here. Uh, <laughs> I'm not blind about a hatred of, of Michigan on or anything on this one. Yeah, I'm, I'm taking Penn State. I, hey, I, I'm, I'm not even trying to bring Michigan into it. I'm, I'm just saying be smart. Well, no, I'm <laughs> saying like, you know, how we were favored to lose by, by a lot against okay. the guys. Yeah, I got you. Us, but, I, I, yeah. I got you there. Looks like that MSU education here for the Pickens. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, up next, we have Clemson versus NC State. Um, I got Clemson, uh, but I think NC State's going to give them a close one. So uh, I'm rocking with Clemson. Yeah, it might be a little fight, but I'm going with Clemson. I'm going to go Clemson as well, even though they've been very much under the radar. Since losing to Syracuse, <clears throat> they're, they're not getting a lot of talk, yeah. but they they might after finding their way in the top six. Yeah. Okay. Up next, we have Stanford versus Washington State. Can I make a conditional pick on this? <laughs> no. <laughs> um, okay. Here's my point. Here's my point. Bryce Love didn't play last week. I know. I knew what the conditions were coming. Yeah. <laughs> One point game. Uh, give me Stanford. I bet he plays. I'm going with Wazoo. All right. I'm going with Washington State as well. All right. All right. Give so. me a share of the lead. All right. <laughs> uh, second. Okay. Uh, up next, we have Oklahoma versus Oklahoma State. Uh, give me Oklahoma. Mm-hmm. This one's actually really tough. I really like the way Oklahoma State's defense answered uh, West Virginia last week. I was actually pretty impressed creating some turnovers and everything. Uh, uh, I think they... Or Mayfield will take control of the game. Thinking hard on this one. I hardly wanted to take Oklahoma State. I'm going to be the outlier. Give me the Cowboys. Fair enough. I thought about it. I kind of wanted to. <laughs> just something tells me Oklahoma. 
Uh, you said Oklahoma too, right, Ty? Yeah, I'm going okay. Sooners. All right. And up next, we have Zona versus USC. I got USC. I call it my, uh, it's not in Arizona this year, so I can't call it my classic trap game. Uh, so I'm going to take USC at home. I don't want to pick them, but yeah, give me USC. They look so if, bad. If, if it was at Washington, I'd take Washington in a heartbeat. All right, up next we have Virginia Tech versus the U. Uh, who y'all got? Give me the Hokies. Hokies. Give me here. Are you going to Hokies as well? No, nah, I'm, I'm going Miami. Oh, okay. Are you listening? <laughs> Uh no, he said I could I could barely uh hear what he said, but uh Turn your volume up. Uh, I'm gonna go I'm gonna go Turn Virginia the, Tech. Man. The headphones. Yeah. <laughs> I'm I'm going VT. I'm not impressed by it. Yeah. They last week they placed you for this. Yeah, last week they placed sorry, um North Carolina a team that's one and eight and barely got by on that one too, twenty four to nineteen. So it's they keep they keep barely getting by, it's gonna finally catch up to them. So Virginia Tech, I got BT. And last but not least, we got LSU versus Alabama. Who y'all got? Roll Tide. Yep. All right. I'm going with Alabama as well, but hopefully this will be a classic like uh, previous games. All right. For NFL, we have Arizona versus San Fran. Yeah, give me the Cardinals. It's going to be a a bad game. Yeah, give me Arizona. (laughs) Stanton versus... No, uh, who even yeah. yeah. is? Oh, C.J. Yeah. Stanton versus Bathard. Big Ten matchup. Yeah. All right. Uh, what's a pick of one out the Dallas Cowboys, guys? We got KC versus Dallas. Who y'all got? I'll take the Chiefs. Yeah, no Zeke. It looks like Kansas City. Right, I'm going KC as well. Even. Even though I won't be surprised if Alfred Morris goes 80 yards to the score. Yeah. All right. Then we have Atlanta versus Carolina. Calvin Benjamin out. Falcons. Right. Yep. Trade affects me too. Going ATL. All right, man. I'm going to have to just switch it up, man. Yeah, we're picking a lot of the same squads, but I, I'm I'm gonna go I'm gonna go Carolina. I got some catching up to do. So I'll say you need to do what you need to do to try to catch up, <laughs> sir. <laughs> All right, and last but not least, got to finish it off with Detroit. Uh, they're gonna be at Green Bay. Who you guys got? Should have won one last week. Give me the Lions. If y'all can't beat this Green Bay team. I know. It's wow. over. It's, it's over. I'm already they out. They don't win. This is my last time this season picking them. I'd agree. <laughs> I would agree. 
yeah, I picked them last week. Uh, it was disappointing. Uh, but yeah, they, they, they should be able to pull this one off. So I'm going, I'm going all in on the Lions too. So. All right, guys. Uh, that's it. Um, any final statements before we close this out? Nope. All right. Uh, you good too, Darnell? Yeah, I'm all good. All right. Uh, man, we just got a lot, man. Like I said, we got a nice UFC, uh, pay per view, uh, coming this Saturday and then all these good football games too. So it's definitely going to be one, uh, to just sit back and just chill and enjoy. So, uh, but other than that, guys, I appreciate y'all for tuning into the show. Um, you can find this podcast on podcast.com, uh, iTunes, Stitcher, YouTube. Just hit us up in a search engine. Also, feel free to hit us up on Twitter at DKM underscore cast. And uh, that's it, man. We'll catch y'all on the next episode. Peace.